0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Boys, presented by Shitpost. I am the man they call Beach. I am joined, as always, by Kyle, JB, and CJ. Before we get into the show, like, comment, subscribe, give us the five stars, check us out. Who knows? We might not be here for, I don't know, maybe past episode 100. We might go fuck off for a while, then you guys will be boyless. um... Kind of like how I hope Amy Schumer lives the rest of her life, boyless, because she's a fucking dumb bitch and her humor sucks. And the only good thing she ever did was the John Cena scene in Trainwreck. That's fucking it. She can go get fucked. Uh, She's a comedian and she fucking sucks. Thankfully, she's not on anybody's top five list. Um, Five star shit post. Let's give it a whirl. Fellas, tragedy be struck me this week. William Belichick, if I may call him, and Robert Kraft, an amicable split. Bill Belichick is out as the Patriots head coach after 24 seasons, six Super Bowl titles, nine Super Bowl appearances, 17 division titles, 266 regular season wins, 30, count them, 30 playoff wins. One of, if not the greatest coach to ever fucking do it in an era of salary cap, player empowerment, and movement across the league. Belichick is gone, and this is the first time in my fandom as a Patriot that I do not have Tom Brady or Bill Belichick on this team. This is a completely new era for Patriot football. Gerard Mayo is now the head coach. Shock of the fucking year there. He was always going to be the head coach. This, There's a contingency in plan when he signed his contract extension two years ago. They thought this was going to happen around 2024. The piss poor season last year and Belichick's shit fucking roster building has accelerated that. Am I excited for the future? Yes. I think I'll be more excited around draft time. But I'm in a constant state of mourning. Every single day now until the draft. Because this is... Listen, I was six years old when Belichick became the coach of the Patriots. I'm now 30. (laughs) There's been, I think it was an absurd stat, like fucking 300 different head coaches around the league since Belichick took his fucking thing. And I think I I haven't taken the Patriots success for granted by all fucking means. If we, if we become the two thousands Browns for the next 30 years, so be it. That's my cross to bear, bud. I'm just Jesus up there on the fucking cross. That's fine. I'm cool with that, but it's somber because my quarterback's gone, my head coach is gone. That's brought me so much joy and shit talking. And now I'm in I'm in the unknown. And I see these reports on where Belichick's gonna go next to coach. And that's where I'm gonna bring it over to the boys here. Where do you think he's gonna go? And uh fucking F in the chat for me. Uh, I have a new head coach.
1: <laughs> um, I'll go first. Um I think he like logically. Dallas is, like, the, the most attractive spot, um, but I think he ends up going to Atlanta.
2: I was oh, going to say, Atlanta. Atlanta's one of the top two spots in my mind. I, I would love to see him go to Atlanta with all the fucking weapons there, and then I assume they, they get draft a quarterback. The quarterback but yeah. also mm-hmm. the Chargers, I think, are a clear spot because they've already got a quarterback in all the pieces.
3: Yeah, I mean, regardless of if it's one of I mean it has to be one of those two. I don't know that I don't know that it'd be anywhere else. I don't think anywhere else is established enough to hold it, but yeah, man. I mean I, I but think I mean, the target. Nick Sirianni
2: gets fired or some shit going yeah. going to Philly. <laughs> yeah,
0: which I think is fucking wild. which
2: I think is fucking
0: crazy anyway. Why the yeah. fuck are people wanting Nick Sirianni's head on a fucking stick <laughs> after it's, they just went to the Super Bowl last year? And made the, I I get it. But like, come on, man. Let's fucking be real here. He's not no, going anywhere. That's the same. Fault. It's
3: the same
1: fucking. It's the same fucking bullshit that they did to goddamn Doug Peterson. He had no business being fired. He's still to this day the only reason Jalen Hurts ever put on a motherfucking Eagles uniform, and they <laughs> shipped his ass out after one and a half bad seasons after winning a goddamn Super Bowl, which is something Andy Reid could never do. There, I'm <laughs> still. I'm still twerked up about
0: it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm with I'm with the Atlanta theory. I think that keeps them close to home, being there on the East Coast. But the other, yeah. I, the other one would be the Chargers. Dallas, Dallas is fun to think about, but Dallas, and we're gonna get into them. They have such a good old boys country club culture that I really don't think the Dallas players would receive Bill. The way Bill needs to be received. I think if he went to a young team, so you you look at you look at Atlanta and you look at you know Bijan and London and Pitts. Pitts kind of older now, but the, you, you have a young quarter. They got they got. A, I think Belichick wants to go to a team that is a good team, well built, but is constantly underperforming. So who are the fucking three there? Atlanta, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. I just think Dallas. Dallas is a square peg in a round hole. I really don't think he would fit the culture there. I think he. I think Bill Belichick would have that team better prepared than Mike McCarthy's bum ass did this past weekend. That fucking playoff game. There's no way in fucking hell Bill's that coach. They lose that fucking game like that. But I. I that I don't know. I don't, I don't think I do. do I? I do think, I see? I don't know. I don't. I don't see it.
2: I don't think Bill and Jerry would vibe at all. And mm-hmm. I think that'd be the nope. the biggest thing with Dallas.
1: Good news is Jerry's going to die soon.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, I fucking give it three or four years. You might the be back.
1: meanest thing I've ever said out
3: loud. <laughs> I mean, that's probably not true at all, but that's fine.
0: So, yeah, on the last pod we talked, CJ had his moment with Nick Saban. I just eul- eulogy. Just said the eulogy of fucking Bill Belichick. Easy for me to say. Um, we're on to the draft. I'm done talking about it. I get teary-eyed thinking about this. On Losing my father oh, We're, we're on oh. to Cincinnati um,
1: <laughs> Also him him to Cincinnati Would be fucking clutch too Yeah that'd be cool. that, that'd be Zach something. Taylor sucks
0: You heard it here first <laughs> Zach Taylor sucks Balling with the boys um, Been a while We got both boys here They're going to talk about basketball And uh, I'm going to shut the fuck up So boys take it away
1: Oh JV I'm prepared this week We got a couple segments so, first, first I wanted to start off with some news from today. There's a big, big trade that happened. Uh, Pascal Siakam was traded from the Toronto Raptors to the um, Indiana Pacers for Bruce Brown. Hold on, fucker, Where's it at? Bruce Brown, another player in three first-round picks. I can't remember. Uh, Kira Lewis? Jordan Nowara. And three first-round picks uh, to the Toronto Raptors. I believe it's the 25, 26, and 27 first-round picks for uh, Indiana. So they're going all in on this uh, current team, and they're bringing another um, big in. Uh, I love Pascal Siakam. I think he instantly turns them into a contender in the East as long as um, Tyrese Halliburton can stay healthy. I think the Pacers are going to cook, and I like them as one of the top four or five teams in the East, especially now. I think this really, really strengthens them. Defensively, they were already really good in the front court, um, and they just got even stronger with this acquisition. More than likely, they're going to come to an agreement on an extension because that was one of the prerequisites for him accepting a trade was he wanted to get extended. So more than likely that is going to be coming down the pike. Uh, Jake, what do you think about the trade?
2: I like I it for it the Pacers. Lot. I like that they're kind of going all in because I think I like the team they've got right now. They're already like three games out of third place in the East. It's pretty yeah. bunched up there, so I think um, it helps I, them a lot. I agree; they're top four in the East for sure.
1: I I actually love this for both teams because
2: yeah,
1: well Toronto has clearly gone into rebuild mode and like i know that people were talking shit about um rj barrett going into that trade but man he's been good for them and now you look at that team they're a team in toronto that now gets to build around a hometown kid um and they have the picks to do it they're gonna be in the lottery like i've said i really don't like the draft class this year um so I think that those future first round picks are way more valuable than a 2024 or 20, you know, 2024, 20, 2025, uh first or first. Um, so moving on from that trade, I wanted to talk about touch on something that happened last night. Big time matchup in the West uh, between the Clippers and the Thunder. Um, and Jake, I'm becoming a Paul George guy again. he's got a really good podcast. He's very entertaining. You get to see a different side of NBA players, um, which, and it's a lot of fun, but so in the second half, let's just talk about his second half. Um, he scored 28 points on 11 of 15 shooting. Um, just absolutely lit the thunder on fire. Um, and this is the Paul George that the Clippers need to be there for them to contend for a championship. They do have a championship contending team. They, they're one of the best teams in the West. Um, if Kawhi is healthy, it's they should be in the final, at the very least, the conference semifinals, if not the conference finals and beyond. Uh, I really like this team when they're healthy. I think that Tyron Lue, as much shit as he's received in the past, was a major step up from Doc. Um, and it showed, um, it took James Harden a little while to get into the rhythm of things, but he's playing good ball. Um, now the Clippers were down 11 points or down 11 to 15 points with eight minutes to go in the game. And Paul George scored 18 points on seven of nine shooting three of five from three and one of one from free throw. Uh, from the stripe, he was just absolutely dominant. Um, in that fourth quarter, the most points anybody else scored was four, and that was Daniel Tice. So probably put back jams or pick and roll pops. Like he is on one right now, and I hope we continue to see it because that Paul George is a lot of fucking fun to watch.
2: Paul George is one um, of the most talented players in the league. He always has been. He
1: just he's and he's and he's um, underrated on the defensive side. Uh, Absolutely. uh, He's just – he's great, and he's playing great ball. And I just wanted to highlight his huge game uh, last night against arguably the best team in the league. Um, And then uh, we can go over league leaders real quick before we get into our two segments here. Um, Joel Embiid still leading the league and scoring 35.1 points per game. Um, Rebounds. DeMontis Sabonis uh is just ahead of Rudy Gobert at 12.7 per game. Tyrese Halliburton is stat chasing, but that's okay because it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> he's got 12 and a half assists per game. He is just throwing the ball all over the court with the strict purpose of just trying to get assists right now. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I still like to see it. As long as he's not just trying to chase triple doubles, I'm fine with it because assists help you win games. Uh, Victor Wimbenyama leading the league in blocks still at 3.2 at 7 foot 4 lanky ass zip tie looking monster just do, does it all um, and then Shay uh, rounding out the uh, top five categories at 2.3 deals per game still with a healthy lead over um, second place. Let's see who has even close to him. It is Donovan Mitchell with 1.9. Shea has 2.3 steals per game. Um, And before we moved on to the next subject here, I wanted to to bring up something that Shaq said uh, this week. Um, He said that he loves Luka Doncic, loves him. Luka can do everything on the floor, yada, yada, yada. But right now he's taking Shea Gilgis-Alexander over him. Now, I can't say that I vehemently disagree because I am a Luka fanboy. Um, But, man, I do disagree. Um, (laughs) They're two different players. Um, Shea obviously brings that uh, defensive side to it that Luka uh, doesn't. However, there isn't a player in the league that has owned Devin Booker the way Luka Doncic has. And this year, now that he's a, he's, I don't know, ever since he's had that kid, he's just become like a fucking menace on the court. Like, uh, when they were in fucking Memphis and, um, he was just cooking them and somebody, somebody, he was sitting on the bench and somebody cried foul and he turned around with a towel and asked if they needed a tissue. Like he's, he's, he's a fucking menace right now. And I just love him for it. He's better for the content. I think Shea may be a better overall player, but I love the way that the Mavs have been playing this year. Uh, Kyrie's figuring it out. Uh, I, I love the NBA this year. It's a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) but what do you think? Do you, do you think you'd take
2: Shay over Luca? That's, That's a tough one. Uh, if I was starting a team, I might, just because of the defensive factor. Because it, it says something when your best player is also one of your best defensive players. So, for that reason, I might, but yeah. it, it's hard to it's, not take Luka. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> He's fact. one of the most skilled players on the yeah,
1: because they're they're kind of a wash in scoring and rebounding and playmaking. Right. So you, you look at the four phases of the game. He has that defense, and Luca really doesn't. Luca's just a long body, right. so he can still be active defensively and have decent numbers defensively. But he's not a good defensive player. Um, something to look out for. Maybe Shea's on the rise is like being the face of the league, depending on how this team I performs. So.
2: That it's would one be my really cool. Players. I hope so.
1: Um. yeah okay so i came up with a couple of things for us to talk about um that are fun um so Bronny james uh finally he he's getting some starts at usc um you look at his numbers just don't just do me a favor don't look at his numbers (laughs) he's averaging like five points a game two assists two steals um but that's not what has impressed me about him like you you just watch this kid play and you can tell he can play in the league. Um he right now he's a role player. I would say right now he is currently slotted. I'm looking at a at a mock right now and he is slotted 44th overall to the Pelicans, which I don't fucking hate. But I'm going to give my take on why I think he should be a first round pick and I would love for him to go in the top 10. Um I don't think his talent is there right now, but he's a gritty fucking player. He makes all the plays on defense. He's going to have highlight dunks. He's going to eventually be a good three-point shooter. He's already a good three-point shooter, but it's going to be one of his strengths. His size is not what bronze is. He's about six foot four. Um, I'm looking at a mock draft. Six, three, 190. So you're looking at a undersized two guard, um, but, you, you know, he's only, you know, 18 years old, he could get another inch or two. Um, You never know. Like, uh, I think it was Ben Simmons that grew another inch and a half once he got Mm. to the league. So, you know, you could still have that growth. Plus, he's going to get that Bron Bron body eventually. Like, his dad's going to just fucking cook him in the gym in the offseason. I think he makes all the plays to be a top 10 pick. I think he's on a bad USC team. I think he – and – Another thing you ha- do have to take into consideration: less than six months ago, this dude had cardiac arrest, and he's out there playing collegiate basketball right now. That shit's he's that shows you that he loves the game. Because if you didn't love the game, you are not <laughs> you're not going out there and risking your life with a heart fucking issue. If you're a not healthy or B you don't love the fucking game. And obviously, you know, he's, he's had advantages in life growing up with one of the greatest players of all time, even just growing up as a scrub NBA player as your dad, you've got a leg up on the competition. So I think that this guy, he may play another year at USC. And I think that would be good for him. Um, but I think it with the class being what it is this year, if he came out, you're looking at a top 15 pick, in my opinion, just because of what he can do all over the floor. Um, he's got the basketball IQ, which is one of the most uh, sought-after um, attributes for an NBA player coming out of college or G League Ignite. Um, I think that if somebody gate took a shot on him, people are going to roast him. They're going to roast the team. They're going to roast the GM. They're going to roast the coach. So they can see what this kid can do. Like, are you telling me that he can't be as good of a player as Grayson Allen, who is a who was an important role player on a championship team? I will give credit where credits due. The guy can hoop, but he's a dirty bitch. That's all. <laughs> uh, I think he is as good right now as Grayson Allen. I think he can make all the plays Grayson Allen makes. I think he is just as good defensively. Um Watch out for this kid. People are going to dog him and doubt him because of who his dad is. It's, you know, it's the same shit that uh, Jeff Jordan and uh, his younger brother who played at UCF and Illinois, Marcus. Is it Marcus, Marcus Jordan? Yeah. yeah. Um, same shit they went through. Like Marcus Yes, Yes, Scotty, up, right. yeah,
2: Scotty,
1: Scotty oh, well, yeah, Pippen he's Jr. the better of the two. Uh, neither. Uh, they, they weren't, they, but they weren't league good, but they were college good. They, Marcus like, I still definitely remember, better. Yeah, he was a good, he was a really good wing defender. Um, but I say, take a shot on Bronny James. Cause you know, he's got the work ethic, you know, he's got the drive and he's got a shadow to break himself out of that. That really puts a chip on guys' shoulders, um, Who knows? Maybe you're looking at the Ken Griffey Jr. of the NBA. You have to (laughs) wait and see. It's like talking about Charlie Woods, man. We don't really know what's going to happen when he gets to the highest level. Um, But I love Bronny James. I want him to be a a first-round pick. I think he should be a first-round pick. And if I'm the Grizzlies, he's the exact kind of player I want on my fucking team, and I'm drafting him at seven.
2: I think if Bronny stays one more year, he's 100% a top-ten pick because I think he'll – It'll be astronomical the difference that that year will make because yeah yeah, like you mentioned his basketball IQ is there. He grew up with the best basketball player of all time watching him every single day, seeing what goes into it, all that right. Shit. So his IQ is there, his talent's there. he just has to put it all together and get get over that heart issue. And he's, yeah. only, he's only playing like 15 minutes a game right now. So. Yeah, he's
1: um, his minutes have been going up. He uh, Ever since he started, he's been averaging in between 15 and 25 minutes. Um, so he is their starting two-guard now. So uh, a lot of seasons still to watch for development. Like, their wins and losses, people are going to look at, they don't fucking matter. Um, I think if I'm him, maybe I don't go back to USC. Maybe, maybe I go into G League Ignite. And I play against pros for a year and then I go into the league yeah. like Jalen Green did. Um, That's all I got on Bronny James. Now the granddaddy of them all. Here is the segment <laughs> I've been waiting for. I haven't even teased to you guys. So the current all-star game. Can we all agree that it is rash? It's not a competitive game. All it is, is guys getting out of the lane and setting up dunks. So, I fixed it strap in or strap on, if you will. Um, So right now there are 20 every year. There are 24 all-stars that stays the same. They're, they're selected the same way. Um, Actually, I would actually like to see just the coaches and players vote on them because the fans are fucking stupid and try funny shit every year. And I'm over it. That's what that doesn't help the all-star festivities and it should be a highlight of the league's best so in order to do that you take those 24 all-stars you seed them you split them up into two conferences or two brackets and you have a king of the hill tournament that is the all-star festivity the (laughs) the the you want to know who the best player in the league is one-on-one we're gonna find (laughs) out on all-star weekend it gives you something to actually look forward to. It's going to be competitive basketball. And maybe you cut down the all-star selection. Make it a 16-player tournament. Or only the starters. You can cut it yeah. down that way. You play to 21, king of the court, at the end of the night. They're the king of the court for the fucking year. You got to <laughs> dethrone that man. You come back the next year, he automatically he gets a first-round bye. You have to knock that bitch off the fucking top of the mountain. <clears throat> Who's it gonna be? Let's talk about this. You got Giannis. Who's beating Giannis one-on-one? You got <laughs> LeBron, you got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, fucking Steph Curry, uh, not Draymond. So you got that to look forward to. Um John Morant. Like the list goes, it doesn't go on and on. It goes up to 16 or 24. But you put all those players in one pool, you have them fucking go at it for no quarters. Best of twenty one. Doesn't matter. How, doesn't matter. How, it's street ball rules. You got to call your own foul. That you take the fucking officiating out of it. You call your own fouls like it's pickup ball, and king of the court. Only bitches call fouls. That's the rule.
2: <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly, I do like that idea because nobody has any interest in the game how it is, and it it's, no, it's <laughs> that's what we all grew up doing is playing fucking. It's 21 the Pro Bowl. Blacktop. It's the
1: Pro Bowl. There's no competitive spirit whatsoever. Um, I will say the last time there was competitive spirit was the last, was the first year that they um, had the new format after Kobe died. That was the only year in my lifetime that I can remember the all-star game being actually like having a competitive spirit to it because it was new rules. It was different and fresh. Now it's stale as fuck. And this is one way to really fucking mix it up. Um and there's always arguments who would who would win one on one. We'd find exactly out. you wanna you wanna you wanna um we'll have a celebrity old timers game tournament too. Bring in MJ, <laughs> bring in Scotty, bring in fucking AI, fuck the big three, give me the big one. King of the court. We're gonna see who's still the best out of the legends.
0: I like it. That's balling with the boys, boys. Good shit. Super wild Card weekend over in the NFL has come and gone, and we've got some quick hits before we get into the two big stories. The Fighting Flacos fall to the hand of the Stroud Boys. Stand back and stand by. 45-14, this one was not close. Joe Flacco turned back into a pumpkin. He showed why he was fucking eating the Hungry Man TV dinners just six weeks ago. Don't knock that shit. The Dolphins <laughs> went into Arrowhead and got the shit froze out of them 26 to 7. Um, who would have thought that uh you drop Tua in the deep freeze? And yep, that's what you get. Um <laughs> shout out hypothermia. The Rams and Lions. This one was a fucking great game. 23 to 24. The Lions advanced. The Lions are now undefeated in playoff football history at Ford Field. That is a stat. That is a stat. They've only done it one time, but they won that one. They're undefeated 1-0 and all time at Ford Field. You do not want to play the Lions at Ford Field. They're undefeated. Um, Stafford came back. <laughs> M&M wrapped. The city was buzzing. Detroit Rock City. Kevin Nash was pumped up. This was a great game. Um, and then the Bills beat the dog shit out of the Steelers. Like, we all knew that was going to fucking happen. 31-17. to Buffalo finally gets their wish. They're going to play Kansas City, their fucking arch rival, their nemesis in the friendly confines up in Buffalo. But there are two games here that we got to take the piss out of here, and I'll start it with the ballad of the Dallas Cowboys, the Packers, <laughs> the seven seed. The, you got this final score, 48-32. to 32. You think, oh, man, shootout, high-scoring affair. You'd be right oh. about the high-scoring affair, but this was a wall-to-wall Beat down. Dak got the 400 yards in garbage time and had the balls, the balls in his post game to go to the podium and say, you know, I really turned it on at the end. Oh, geez, Dak. You mean at garbage (laughs) time when you were down 30? Fucking bum. And breaking news Schefterbaum just came across ESPN. You would think that maybe Jerry would make a fucking change down in Jerry World, but you'd be dead fucking wrong. The Dallas Cowboys are not making a head coaching change, and Mike McCarthy is returning for the 2024 season.
2: Yes. Holy Same fucking thing again shit.
0: this year, boys. Yes. First round out. Holy fucking shit, boys. The gift that keeps on giving. He's like a buffet of greatness. I'm fucking here for it. This is what the fuck? So, yeah, we can just axe Bill going to Dallas off. They'd rather stick with Fat Mike. What in the actual <laughs> fuck is uh, going – what What do they think needs to change? They had Micah Parsons, after fucking week one beating the fucking Giants, said we're going to show everybody we're the greatest defense in the NFL. Dak's an MVP candidate, and you still can't get it done. You get bounced out in the first round by the youngest team in the NFL – and the air successor to Aaron Rodgers, which, great. Good for Jordan Love. I'm not here to talk about the Packers, though. I think the Packers are playing good ball right now, and that team is only going to get better. Sorry, Chicago fans. That Packers team is only going to get better the more they gel. This is a Dallas segment. What in the fuck is going on in Jerry World?
3: <laughs> Dude, watching that – I had COVID last week, so I couldn't go anywhere watching the any games with you guys. But sitting here watching that game with Cali, a – devout Cowboys fan. <laughs> fucking, was fucking... Was Dwayne there? Man. No, dude, it was COVID. It. it was just me and Callie. Uh, that would have been a nightmare.
2: Yeah, we were supposed
3: <laughs> to go over there, but then I got sick, so... um But yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I They couldn't do fuck all with anything. That... They can't run the ball. They haven't been running the ball a year. But Tony Pollard's got to fucking go. What the I don't fuck know. was, dude? I just don't understand. What like, was wrong with
2: C.D. Lamb? Like, I don't the, know. Remember the, yeah, f- the first the two quarters?
3: Brick hands, brick hands for C.D. Lamb. Him it and was Dak just, was
2: just
0: not on the same page. Something.
3: I don't, yeah. Oh, the some, uh,
0: the Instagram model that he's
2: banging.
3: Yeah. Oh boy.
2: Something happened. Yeah. It was the first drive of the game, and they were already beefing. Something Different,
1: off the really. field happened in my opinion, but I don't know. So you guys know that scene in the dark night where it's just Alfred and Bruce <laughs> and he's like, I'm sure you want to say, I told you so. And Alfred goes today. I don't want to. That's not today. I fucking told you motherfuckers all goddamn season, that this Jesus team sucked. They stunk all year. <laughs> they beat bad teams, and they got lucky because the Eagles tired themselves out at the end of the year. That is exactly what happened. Unbelievable performance by Dak, Mike McCarthy, Micah Parsons, <laughs> all them boys. Yeah, they, them boys, they can't do shit in the playoffs. The Browns are a more successful team in the last... Fifteen years than the fucking Cowboys, based on uh, wins, the Texans have more playoff wins at home than the Cowboys do at their home since two thousand two. Um, I've said the the bear stat before. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna even say the whole thing this time. The Cowboys cannot do anything positive in the playoffs unless you're betting against them and then they do crazy positive things um shout out to um jordan love uh he did prove me wrong i think he is a very good quarterback uh
3: ah, fuck him
1: but <laughs> yeah but that's fuck what is right, this right about. Right. i'll have chance to make myself look like an idiot all year all off season long about jordan love um but this team, this, you know, and I will come to Dak's defense a little bit. It's the first time all year I've done it. It is really, really hard to compete in a football game when your defense is giving up twenty yards a pop to no-name fucking tight ends that have zero defenders around them. There was well, so many broken plays. Did they? Did they? Did the yeah. Cowboys watch the fucking? Untold Johnny Manziel story the night the the week before the fucking <laughs> game, and we're like, "Hey, you know what? I don't want to watch film either because it's, it looked like they hadn't watched a single play that team has ever run. Mm. I, it was unbelievable. Up and um, down the, the field, unpre- the unpreparedness was crazy. Coming from, I know you have your opinions about Dan Quinn, but one thing that he has been good at in his career is putting a defense together and having a great scheme. And he had done that with the, with the Cowboys. He had done that in Seattle with the Legion of boom. He architected that shit, but that was 2010, 11, 12, 13. That was a long fucking time ago. The fact that this defense didn't know what routes they were going to run. Didn't know what a route was. Didn't know what a swim move was a rip move. Fucking cut the center and go over him. Like, do something to get in that backfield because he had a disgusting amount of time to throw the ball. I, I'm not. This is not hyperball. Listen, me, Jake, Beach, and Christian could have each completed passes against that pass rush. And I'm five for a buck fifty.
2: And I'm five My foot is, nine. Why did they start playing zone? That was, that was that was my question, too. And it had a great fucking defense, and you're just going to yeah. get picked apart playing L- his own. And
3: I, play I literally my- – they came out the first play of the game, and I thought, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, yo, what the <laughs> right. fuck? Like, this is not the same. And yeah. it just – from the first play, it just fucking crumbled. Like, Romeo's dudes
0: as- looked like fucking Calvin Johnson out there.
3: Yeah, yeah that Like, their first big <laughs> pop, he should have no. been like, fuck that, we're going back to man. Like, yeah. that would have been – You know it. who he looked like? He looked like Ceedee Lamb this season. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Just uh... like, it, it
1: was crazy. It was just um, like we're the, the the my favorite part was um, when they were talking about Duron Bland right before the kickoff, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> did he? You know, all pro led the league in pick sixes. That's a good stat to have, but that does not mean that you're a good defensive back. It means you're a good <laughs> ball hawk. That's what it means." Like, Eddie Jackson, the year he had that huge year, he was not the best safety in the league. He was the best ball hawk in the league. Um, Darrell Revis, some seasons, only had two, three interceptions because nobody would fucking
3: throw to him. Everyone's <laughs> throwing at Deron Lamb. Everyone's throwing at uh Trevor. Well, he, he gave up five catches for a buck 67 and three <laughs> touchdowns. So, like,
1: we've yeah, seen what it,
3: you can do against exactly. him. Exactly. Like, I, I just – I do
1: not – I do understand the hype behind this team. It's been – Fucking national media motivated for 25 years. And why are we supposed to act surprised when this fucking happened? This is what I'm mad about. Well, the the fucking shock people. What are you talking about? You're shocked. Have you been watching the NFL for 25 years? It's the same (laughs) fucking shit that Aikman did at the end of his career. It's the same shit that Romo did. It's the same shit that fucking Cooper Rush did. It's the same shit that fucking Dak does every goddamn year. Why are we surprised? Why? Somebody the, the, explain it to me.
0: The, the surprise comes from basically the seven seed Packers coming in there when it's Jordan Love's first full-time year and they don't have a full cabinet of established weapons. I think that's what the shock comes Nobody Nobody's shocked. I, I picked uh, Green Bay to win this game outright. I said right. last week on the pod, I said, Dallas lets people down. What a bigger letdown than this. And boy fucking howdy, I made a killing on the Packers. It, it's it's Boys just
3: fucking howdy.
0: The fucking the fucking first drive when Aaron Jones smacks him in the mouth, the the stadium deflated. It was like they only had enough juice to play that one series. And when Green they're, Bay scored on the opening drive, Dallas instantly checked out to the Country Club. That's why I call it Country Club culture. I think <laughs> I think that they are a. I think Dallas is a very good team skill wise, but I think they are terribly coached. I think that they that the, boy, the if I'm if I'm a Dallas coach, they have stars on their helmet, right? Take those fucking stars off. These motherfuckers, <laughs> think, they, they they literally think that they are that they are something. That oh, being a Dallas being a Dallas Cowboy hasn't meant anything since 1996, the last Super Bowl title you motherfuckers won. Get the fucking ego out. You guys could have Bill Belichick, but you're going to stick with Fat Mike. It's unbelievable. There'll, there'll the be a Patriots first round won. exit next year. <laughs> The Patriots have won seven Super Bowls. <laughs> so it was six. It was six. Think of all the fucking six. world events that we've had here. Uh 9-11, the Patriots dynasty, <laughs> COVID, the Trump presidency, a black president, uh the war in Iraq, Ukraine invasion, uh fucking we Harambe, we have had a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shit has happened since nineteen ninety-six.
3: So there's a, if you're watching any playoff game, any playoff game, NFL, college football, there's a very distinct moment in the pregame, like right before the game starts, when you can tell who's got it and who doesn't. And if you just watch, like when they show players warming up and shit and their team camaraderie, you can tell which team shows up and which doesn't. Like, it happened in the Alabama game. As soon as they started showing pregame shows, like, we're going to lose this fucking game. It's fine. It happens. People don't show up sometimes. No big deal. But for fucking almost 30 years, like, you got to figure something out.
1: Right. Uh, my only la- la- last thing I want to say about this game, Uh you guys can chime in with when y- exactly you knew the game was over, but I can tell you exactly when I knew the game first was over. play. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't that soon. It wasn't that soon. You can bounce back from one drive. But it was after the first drive. So, uh, um, what's the fucking running back's name? He's on my fucking fantasy team.
0: Aaron Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones.
1: Jones. I always want. I wanted to say Jamal, but he's he's damn, <laughs> New Orleans. Ryan uh, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cut. No. Okay, so uh, he scores. He he dominates on that entire drive. He's yep. just getting mm. six six to twelve yards of carry on that first drive. And he punches it in and he goes to the sideline and he puts on the pits. He put the pit viper the the pit vipers on. Yeah. Yeah. And when they showed that, I was like, Oh damn, this game's over.
2: For me I, for I was me sitting it's here the, uh... at my
1: computer playing Madden and I saw them on him and I was like, Oh damn, this game's over.
3: <laughs> like, for but... me, it's the uh it's the 50-yard uh, touchdown with no one within 30 yards of a tight end. Yeah, That's that's the, not great. That's the moment
1: for me. <laughs> He's the biggest guy that goes out for a route.
3: He yep. should never have seen. Ah, we don't need to cover him the second half of the field.
0: When and to wrap this up watching the halftime bit with poor <laughs> fucking Jimmy Johnson. This mm. sh- this fucking shook me. Like this is Man. so for the pro wrestling crowd. This was a fucking shoot. He fucking – it wasn't like, yeah, Dallas has to really get back into the game. He was fucking red-eyed, teary-eyed, bent over, yelling into the fucking camera, like, we can win this game. Defense has to fucking play. You're going to go over the top and cut them off. You're going to play Dallas Cowboy football. And Michael Strahan tried to get all goofy and, like, got down the stance, like, fuck, I'm ready to play now, coach. Jimmy was having none of it. Jimmy just, <laughs> just, just had his arms uh, arms on his chest and just just looking at everybody, like, I'm not having a great fucking time. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. My my, favorite, for
1: my my favorite part about that bit was well, first of all, I can't say what I would say to them on TV. Uh, yeah, yeah that was the first thing he all, fucking yeah. said. I was Listen like, "Listen here, you shit. sorry motherfuckers." Yeah,
3: Jimmy was pissed. that was great television. I wish great Troy television. Aiken would
1: have called that game. Oh, he'd be
3: fucking drunk.
0: <laughs> well, well you just
3: put. You just put Tony and Troy in the booth together and we'll listen to him fucking weep. Oh boy.
0: Uh, I don't know, Troy. We're no, down. Troy. I don't know. We're down thirty-five. <laughs> We're down thirty-five.
3: Well, down. you see, what they gotta do is you gotta take Dak
0: and you gotta take the top off. Everybody's gonna say Dak played back. Now here's the guy. He had 400 yards. Dak had 400 yards. I I never threw for 400 yards, Troy. I never did. I know you didn't either, Troy. Did you? Yeah. Fuck off, Dallas. You're fucking just bury <laughs> him. I'm so I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the fucking. Game. I'm not. i I've been in on the Cowboys. They were my Super Bowl pick. Fucking shame on me. Fuck. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did <laughs> oh, yeah. you actually put your jersey on hey, the other night? I did.
3: <laughs> I've been riding I've been riding this Buck and Baker train harder than anybody.
0: The I week. told
3: you, I told you it was gonna happen.
0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a game we all three of us called, and probably Kyle would have been the fourth man here. The Eagles not only
3: us, but all seven reporters.
0: Hmm. Which is a horrible sign for betting people. The yeah. Eagles collapse like an umbrella in heavy rain to the tune of 32 to 9. Wall to fucking wall route Baker Mayfield having one of those fucking career games. The Eagles were not able to do a goddamn thing against this Tampa Bay suspect pass Mm -hmm. defense. Um, I think the I think Zip Ties was the only one that had touchdown Devonta Smith. Yeah. What in I think calling for Nick Sirianni's head might be a little bit extreme, but this is an Eagles team that basically they they are from they are the Pittsburgh Steelers from last year when they went like 10 and 0. They fucking yeah. lost, it a lot, lost the last six. They, this team punched themselves out late in the stretch. It was like after they beat the Bills that that was like their Super Bowl. Uh, right. They didn't have any – Cody Parky drilling 60-yarders and the pissing fucking rain. Um, <laughs> this Philly team, big trouble in – uh big trouble in Little Philly. What do you guys think?
2: So, big trouble and um, their fucking center just retired too. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was going to I was going to speak on the O-line first actually. Um so they run a scheme that is designed to tire out the defense, but what it it did the the inverse. It it exhausted their old great or not. You don't have the fucking gas. You don't have the fucking gas.
3: We yeah. talked and about now- this when they played San Francisco.
1: Now, right. yeah, like, they, they run a scheme that is designed to to exhaust the defense. And it exhausted their old center and right tackle, Lane Johnson, as well as Jason Kelsey. And, you know, from the first quarter, you could see it. whenever Every time they showed Jason on the sideline, you could see it in his eyes. He knew they were going to lose that game. They all knew. And I'm not going to put this on um, Jalen either because that motherfucker had – Point 8. eight seconds. It was like I had okay. He also had a broken finger.
2: He had a broken. <laughs> he had a
1: broken finger. But on top of that, I don't know about you, Jake, but I had some Jay Cutler New York Giant um flashbacks when he got sacked nine <laughs> yeah. times. Like he had yeah. no time to throw the ball, and I was like, "Oh, look, it's Jamarcus Russell when he's not on the one." No, <laughs> fuck you. You're a dumbass. First of all, second of all, he is one of the. To- I would probably say he's the fourth best quarterback in the league, but. Maybe not anymore because that they had to draft all offensive linemen. Like they, he had no time to throw the ball, and the defense couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed. Like it was over from that first touchdown drive, and we got Swaggy Baker back. Um, you know, he was asked about like his his attitude and like his expression, his expressiveness. And he was like, when I got to the league, I was told by a certain somebody to uh tone that down. And we all know it was Freddie kitchens and yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it really derailed him. Cause it's not who he is. And Baker is the best at what he does when he is being who he is. Um, He is right now. I would say he is one of the best six quarterbacks in the league right now, because look at what he's yeah. fucking doing in the playoffs. I mean, I it, fucking like it matters. I put him over deck right now, right this second just because he's performing when it matters, not in fucking September. Anybody can put up 450 and five studies in September. Not everybody can fucking do three touchdowns and 357 in the playoffs. It's fucking mm. hard.
0: Yeah, all, the props, it's...
1: all the yeah. props go to that. Um, as much as we shit on Todd Bowles, he had his team ready to fucking play. Mm. Whether you like yep. him or not. And I and I know that Beach and I are both in the camp that we where we do not like him as a head ball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but his team was ready to play. That's not something you saw with Dallas. It's not something you saw with Philly. Saw it with, with fucking Green Bay and Tampa.
3: I think a lot of this game you can blame on fat Patricia. I don't know who Down me
0: fucking started.
3: I don't know who in their front office thought that this is a good fucking idea coming into the playoffs and playing the way that they were, but it did. Exactly what you would think it would do. It made them terrible because was he the DC he, all year?
0: No, they know. fired their DC no, after was... they lost. They they had an embarrassing loss this year, and they hired they fired their DC and brought in Fat Matt. And then Fucking that's when Ryan would have been a better hire.
3: It just it just was downhill from there, man. I mean, beaten all. It Probably. didn't even look like they knew how to play defense, man. I mean, I give credit to Baker because he played an incredible game, but. At the same time, I they like Kyle said, they couldn't stop shit.
0: Matt Patricia was the Patsy coordinator for a long time. And when we were behind in games, we would sometimes get back into it by sending five mm-hmm. off the line. And we would we would hit big with Dante Hightower getting a sack or Trey Flowers getting a sack or Dietrich Dietrich Wise getting a sack. We would have somebody there. Uh Jawan Bentley, we'd have somebody that would come through and get that. They weren't fucking getting that because when you run that goofy ass man blitz, I said in the Snapchat, <laughs> I've seen this a hundred times. He's gonna run, he's gonna panic, run this goofy man blitz and hope it fucking hope it hits. And it never did that final touchdown when he caught Godwin. Uh it it just didn't fucking hit. Matt Patricia, I don't understand it. I thought I was watching. Watching that defense, I thought I was watching some of the worst defensive performances the Patriots I've ever seen. And also watching, I thought, you could have told me that instead of the fucking uh, green and white, they were doing the fucking Honolulu blue and the silver when he was Detroit's head coach. They were a fucking sieve. But Matt Patricia has to, how does this fucker keep getting jobs? He's terrible.
3: I oh, don't know, man. Same way
0: Matt terrible. Madden keeps getting a job. Yeah. He had good defenses in New England, but we had we've New England always has a fucking good defense. Belichick drafted that fucking defense. I think I think they had okay. Okay, that's what I'm looking for: good personnel, good packages drawn up, guys that could do that. And he's it's terrible. It's terrible that it's terribly funny. We sit here. And we're it's like going to oh, happen Sid- to a
3: better franchise. Let me be Sirianni's honest. Sirianni's
0: got to go. Yeah, he's got his problems. Uh, fuck, Mike McCarthy has to go. No, he's going to come back. It's just what the fuck are we do. Who's making these coaching decisions? A fucking squirrel? A guy? The ghost of with- Stephen Hawking? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> with is with, this logic- this? Yeah. with this logic, Nick Sirianni is
1: going to get fired. Yeah. Because if like it should be the inverse, yeah. Mike McCarthy shouldn't have even been at the press conference.
0: No. He should have been on the first Uber to the local Denny's, and that's it. And like, and people are, <laughs>
1: did you see? People were kind of shitting on Jalen for not like coming to, like, not giving a stronger endorsement of his coach. He 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 answered that question honestly. He's like, I didn't know he was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what the do you to fucking respond? Even we went to the even if he, last year,
3: what are you yeah. talking about? Even nah. if he has an opinion of it or he makes a statement about it, it doesn't matter because Jalen doesn't make a fucking goddamn decision. So just shut the fuck up. It's like that reporter fucking asking Todd Bowles if to he prepared for the fucking thirteen degree weather when you played a goddamn. Oh god. my god! What I, a fucking that idiot was, today. That, that dude's fired much. on Monday too. I can tell you that. Oh That, that <laughs> Do it, it your was, fucking homework, buddy. It was, it was a female reporter that asked.
0: It was. That.
3: Well, was it really? It was. Lady, I mean, it was. I'm sorry. Which we're yeah, not. We're,
0: which disclaimer? We're not doing. We're no women. Women make fine sports journalists. We're yep, but that was right. an unfortunate question. But that's a, yeah. that's a bad. That's a bad. <laughs> that all so
1: I'm bad. saying. That's, that's why I said, question. oh no, that's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> <And> credit <laughs> it was sincere, rough. not sarcastic.
0: Credit the bulls. Me. Credit the bulls. He sat there for a second. He wrote it out, and then he said, "Well, seeing that we're only going to be in the cold for like 20 seconds once we get off the bus <laughs> in the stadium." <laughs> We're not really worried about the elements <laughs> in Detroit.
3: It was, it was so I would have stopped yeah. it. I would have
0: said, hey, wait, 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 wait. "Hey, hey, hey!"
3: You know that we're fucking playing inside, dummy. Like
0: <laughs> I would have called security. I'd be like, "Security, that yeah.
3: Get, yo, no more questions I'm pulling your creds right now, bitch.
1: Get this a billion out of here.
0: (laughs) Let's get into a playoff edition of the Bargain Barn, the last Bargain Barn of the year. Ooh, Minimum slate here. Minimum slate with only four games. So we can't go below six grand to save a salary here. I'm just going to go with my favorite plays here. I got two running backs, a wide receiver, and a quarterback. We're going to start with running back number one, the most expensive running back on the slate, Christian McCaffrey at 8,800. Um, he he's going to be the most popular play on the board. If you want to fade chalk this week, that's fine, but it's hard to fade him when he's getting damn near 19.5 fantasy points per game. He's going to the offense, and San Fran is going to run through him. Um, yeah, you if you if you fade him and he puts up like only. 15, 16 points. Yeah, you might have unlocked the slate here, but in these situations, with not a whole lot of good starting running backs on the board. You have to eat the chalk here. I think this is the week that you play Christian McCaffrey because if he pops off for 40 points and you faded the chalk, you're a fucking idiot. I'm not going to be a fucking idiot this week. I'm going to play Christian McCaffrey, CMC 8,800. <laughs> Another running back, Gus Bus. This is where you unlock the <laughs> slate right here. 5,900. He's going to go overlook. Everybody's going to be looking at James Cook, Pacheco, Monty, Gibbs, uh, fucking you play the Gus bus here. Baltimore in a good situation at home, well-rested. Mark Andrews is going to come back. Play the Gus bus here. I don't think he's going to be a high-owned player. He's going to be probably around maybe less than 20%, maybe a little bit north. But with CMC and my current models, he's going to be clocking at 60% ownership. Gus is going to unlock the slate here. You On these slates, you have to get cute, but you can't get too cute. Like, you can't be out here playing fucking Rashad Bateman. You can't be out here playing fucking Richie James on Kansas City. Could one of those guys unlock the slate? Yes. Could they also leave you a goose egg? Yes. What's more than likely to happen? A goose egg? Yes. You play the Gus Bus here, ride it out. Gus Bus, great game. Great game script here against the Houston Texans. Mike Evans, 7,200. Detroit Lions, he will be facing that Detroit secondary. Shootout vibes in fucking Detroit here. Bake show's gonna bake. Mike Evans was quiet last week. He can't be. He can't afford to be quiet here. If Tampa Bay is gonna win this game, play Mike. Play Mike. Play Mike. My favorite receiver on the board. Quarterback. We go to the other side with the goof man. Um, <laughs> it's Jared Goff, sixty two hundred, real cheap here. Uh, people are gonna be looking. I think he's gonna be high on two. But once again, the the only other cheaper quarterback you could get here. Possibly would be well, – watch. actually, it's not possible. It's the next cheapest. It's going to be Jordan Love against San Fran, which I don't hate that pick too. But he plays Goofman here. Shootout. Should be a high-scoring game. Let's move on to our picks. Divisional round action. We start Saturday, the 20th, 3.30 p.m. The Houston Texans travel to the Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed in the AFC, Baltimore Ravens, plus nine and a half on the Texans over under 43 points. Texans money line, a cool 330. Um, I'll start this out. The Dallas Cowboys disappoint the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens disappoint the playoffs here. They have the probably the <sharp inhale> best team in the NFL. Maybe the best coaching in the NFL. I think this is a letdown spot, just like how I thought. Green Bay is going to go into Dallas, but I'm not taking the money line. I'm taking the spread here. I'll take nine and a half here on Houston. Um, do I? my heart and my brain tell me that the Ravens are going to win this game? They probably are going to win this game, but I think C.J. Stroud is that fucking guy, and I can't see C.J. Stroud going down to the tune of fucking like 31-10, 31-17. I think this is going to be a closer game than what people think. Just because I do believe that Baltimore does let people down. Lamar Jackson still has yet to prove it in the playoffs here. And I think the hungry dog, I don't think the hungry dog is going to win this, but I think the hungry dog is going to give them a run for their money. I will take the Stroud boys, stand back and stand by nine and a
1: half. I love it. Um, but I'm going to kind of go the polar opposite of you. I think this <laughs> is um, going to be an incredible game, but it's going to be a fucking shootout. Um, I think we're looking at 31-28, 35-31. It's going to be a very close game. But this is the going to be the game where Lamar Jackson shows that he's that motherfucking guy. He's that guy that dominated his opponents this season every single week. He didn't win every game, but he dominated his fucking opponents. He's going to show to each and every writer who has ever said he's not a fucking quarterback that not only is he a quarterback but he is the best player in the NFL this season uh i'm going to go i'm scared about it so i'm not taking the points but baltimore money line they probably win this game by 3 to 5 um but he's going to have 180 on the ground 250 in the air four total touchdowns um And it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But you are right. Baltimore as a whole is very good at disappointing people as a city, (laughs) as a... um, The only place that... The only avenue that it's never disappointed was as the scene for The Wire. Other than that...
3: (laughs) I'm going to go... I think all that all that stuff could be true, Kyle. I, Lamar could go off for a buck eighty and two fifty and three touchdowns, but um, I don't think he's going to win by nine and a half. I can tell you that. I think the Stroud boys hey, keep it close. I don't think he wins. I don't think he wins by nine and a half either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, nine and a, I I know that like it's a lot. Listen, I there's some big lines this week. I, nine and a half is a lot in a playoff game. It's hard for me to take anything over seven just because you never know what's going to happen. Look at the fucking Dallas game last week. Only one that called that was fucking Beach, so 25%. It should be a a five-and-a-half line. (laughs) Yeah, it shouldn't be this high. I don't know why it is, but that's fine. I'll take Houston plus nine-and-a-half all day long.
2: I've gone back and forth on this one about five times in the last five minutes, but I think I'm going to roll (laughs) – I don't know. I hate to do it, but I think I'm going to go Baltimore minus nine and a half. It's a giant fucking line. It's a giant line, but I don't know. Stroud is... Stroud's fucking been great, but that Baltimore team is good. And they've just been sitting, resting. Lamar's healthy. I think he's going to go... He's a
1: fucking buzzsaw, man.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He's just got more to work with. Like, Stroud's been fucking terrific, but... He's just got more to work with. That defense isn't going to come up with two pick sixes, I don't think, which they got Mm -hmm. last week. So I think it'll be – I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think Baltimore will backdoor cover it. What do you you, you think, Baltimore by six? Uh, I think Baltimore by like 10, by like something right around there, barely covering,
0: but – I like a 28-20 here. That sounds like a good game here. Um, Stroud Boys, stand back, stand by, put on a fucking t shirt. The Green Bay Packers travel to Santa Clara, California to take on the San Francisco. Did I say Green Bay Packers? Yeah, yes. okay. I thought yeah. I said the same. I thought you certainly I said, didn't
1: say Dallas Cowboys it, in, my, in
0: my head. I thought I said the San Francisco 49ers travel to Santa Clara to play the Niners. That's that's on me. That's on me, babe. My bad. Also so technically true. The Packers. Yeah. Santa Clara to meet the Niners, the number one seed in the uh, NFC. Packers plus nine and a half over under a balmy 50. Packers money line plus 340. Uh, I think you can kind of look at what Vegas is telling us here. They're expecting the Niners to win by almost double digits, and they're expecting this to be a shootout. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. I think fifty is fucking high here. I think we're kind of riding a little bit because the Packers just dropped forty-eight points. I don't see that with San Fran. I don't see the Packers. The, the Packers, prob if I'm if I'm the Niners, I probably started game planning for Green Bay after that fucking after about the second quarter. They're like, well, Dallas doesn't come here next week. Let's game plan for Jordan Love and this young Packers team. I hate taking the under. I can't see 50 points in this game, right? That seems like a lot. So, because of that, Niners, nine and a half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'll just. One and one equals three, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just piggyback
1: off you um, as quick as I can do it. Um, if there is a caveat to this game, if Debo shows up in the all black Air Force Ones. <laughs> Oh, so before, <laughs> <See
3: ya>. before <laughs> Benny hey, the Jet Rodriguez before, out here playing wide receiver, before they even put the
1: pads on, the game is over. And with that being said, you know that motherfucker's rolling up in the Air Force Ones. <laughs> Niners so, by oh, a nine. million. All right, not a million. Niners
3: by fourteen, but yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go the opposite way here. I'm going to go Green Bay nine and a half. My reasonings are San Francisco, the last game that they played, they got fucking booty clapped, right? Is that the last game they played or second to last game they played? Doesn't matter. Anyway, they've played bad football four out of the last five games, and they've had three weeks off. I understand that that can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. If you're sticking, just sitting around for too long, it's not good. People get antsy. People overthink things. Also, on top of that, number one seeds when they play at home in the playoffs are fucking horrible at covering spreads. You it's know happened why? like two times in the last 23 years. Hey, do you,
1: do you know why? Because the 100% of those games, the number one seed was playing at home.
3: Okay. <laughs> just shut the fuck up and let me talk. <laughs> So, number one seeds, covering the spread, not good. Two out of the last 23, not great. That's terrible. I was going to say it in the Baltimore game, but it means more in this game. And on top of that, Green Bay's playing pretty good football. They have been for the last the last couple weeks. I think they've just kind of figured something out. I do think that San Francisco wins this game by probably seven, but I don't think it's nine and a half.
2: Let me start this off by saying I want to shoot myself for what I'm about to say, as a Bears fan. But <laughs> ah, the Packers are covering mean. nine and a half, I think. Uh, Cancelled
3: my trip. They're,
2: <laughs> they're <laughs> fucking cruising right now. They're playing well. They're the youngest team in the fucking league. They're just – they're ready to go. Like, and San Fran's a fucking great team, but they've been sitting. The Packers are coming off of this fucking huge win. And I mean – same thing could be said for the last game where I took Baltimore to cover nine and a half. They've been sitting, and Houston came off a giant win, too. But I'm going to use this to how I want to fucking use it here. I just I think uh, the Packers
3: are a better team than than Houston, too, right now.
2: A better all-around oh.
1: team, I think, oh. but I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know where you were fucking going with that. I was about to be
3: like, hold on. <laughs> no, just <laughs> right this second. Right this second. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. about me, the 49ers. <laughs> No, 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 no.
2: (laughs) Oh, fuck no. no. (laughs) The Niners still win, for sure. I just don't think they cover nine and a half.
3: Yeah, if I could take San Francisco money line without it being minus 410, I would, but...
0: I mean, college Baltimore money line at fucking minus 425. Yeah, what the
3: fuck,
1: man? I don't give a shit. Win's a win, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) It's not about how, it's about how many, son. (laughs) Um, the only thing that I will add about this game if you're thinking about doing a sneaky Green Bay money line don't do it I don't still (laughs) have my notes from two years ago but and I know it's the new quarterback but it's the same coach the same rest of everything else Um,
3: with less good wide receivers
1: historically historically just can't can't show up against uh the 49ers. Whether the 49ers are a better team or not and in this case we all know that they are a better team. So don't don't try to be sneaky and waste your money. If you're going to do something like that take a take a fucking Adams touchdown.
3: An Adams touchdown yeah. running back. What's oh, yeah, name? <laughs> Aaron Jones. <laughs> I thought you were idiot. talking about yeah, Devontae hey, Adams. Me no, too. Like, no, I, I was like, that was
1: I could never remember that guy's fucking name. Because it's so it's such a generic fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stand out at all. Obviously, his play John does, Smith. and I'm not trying to say that. He's amazing. <laughs> I wish Smith. he played for the Bears. But, like, fuck you for taking anything Green Bay, Jake. I I'm so, I I
2: know. Can't... I said it off
1: the
3: bat. I got to – Oh, see you, Kyle. What
2: happened? No, I
3: don't know. <laughs> Fucking... you, you faded away. You died. What and happened?
2: You, came back.
1: you, mean, oh, you back made to it a yeah, good right. I Yeah, I, I, I hit my screen.
0: <laughs> hit his screen in a fit of joy. The Tampa Bakers mm-hmm. travel to take on Detroit Goof City. The Buccaneers are plus six and a half over under 48 and a half. Bucks money line plus 220. Uh... All aboard the big train. Final stop was last week. Get the fuck off or disassemble the train. Uh, <laughs> Detroit by a fucking million. They're making the <laughs> NFC title game. Um, this is this is a wall-to-wall route. Uh, I'm not buying six and a half here on Tampa Bay at all. At all. I think Detroit has the better ground game. I think if Chris Goblin is going to be – Chris Godwin's going to come into this a little hurt, a little injured. I think Detroit – with just Sam Laporta and Sun God have the better passing attack here. I think Detroit actually has the better defense here. Um, I think they saw what Matt Patricia did, didn't fucking work against Baker, just send the fucking blitz. So let's let's see what Baker's got in the tank here. You want to talk about a legacy game? Baker, make your way to the fucking NFC title game. Detroit, Detroit's got all the momentum right now. They're playing good football. It was a tight game against the Rams, but it never really felt out of reach for Detroit. They did just enough to win here. I think Detroit fucking hits the gas pedal here and buries the Buccaneers. Detroit six and a half. I
1: I like it. I yeah. I like it. Um, you know, better passing attack, probably right now a better. No, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna say better passer. I'd say so wash at QB. I think that's how well Baker's playing right now. It's a wash at QB. Absolutely. Okay. All right, and, absolutely. And he did all and he did right. perform. Fox, okay. <laughs> last week.
3: Um, all you have to do is uh, agree, Beach. Fuck. Uh,
1: fu- it's stupid, goddamn. Uh, running back, uh yeah, the the rushing attack obviously is better for uh America's team. Excuse me. Uh the Lions. <laughs> um and uh I think I I don't think that they have the better passing, the receiving core. I think that that does lie in in Tampa, but uh, I think it's close. I think it's really close. And I think defensively, I think uh, Tampa Bay is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Um, The biggest part of that was having Levante David come back on that cheap, cheap deal. Um, Huge. um, And it's going to be huge for the development, continued development of Devin White. Um, with him still being there as a mentor. Um, And they definitely have the best safety on the field in Antoine Winfield. Um, So, yeah, America's team is going to win this game. However, last week, America's team became Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers (laughs) are going. Not only are they going in to Detroit, they're going into Detroit, and they're winning this game. Oh, boy. Two-minute drive for Baker. Baker. You're going to see the fucking swag all night long, and Detroit Rock oh City is going night fucking night.
0: <laughs> so Tampa I Bay, Bay line.
3: Yeah.
2: Let's I, Okay.
3: I, Let's go. I'm doing it, too. I'm riding Tampa Bay Moneyline. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, listen. <laughs> I've been stroking Baker no. for eight weeks now, and I ain't going to stop, buddy. You've been listen.
2: stroking Baker for fucking six years. Since he came out of
3: school. What do you want from Love me? Him. And I was fucking right. <laughs> I was him. right. We're I was goddamn OTS right. He's had face shitty face. coach after shitty coach after shitty coach oh, no. in terrible organizations. Then he went to the Rams, and he was okay. He even won, won for a playoff a game. game in Cleveland. He won a playoff game in Cleveland. Hadn't been done in fucking many, many moon. Okay? Many, many, many a fortnight. <laughs> many, many a fortnight.
0: Chad anyway. Henny won a playoff game, too. Chad Hennie
3: <laughs> did win a playoff game. Props to Tim Chad Hennie. He voted, too. Hell of a subway commercial! Tim Tebow, <laughs> shout out Jesus.
0: <laughs> Jake, are you are you going Tampa Bay money line here?
2: I am not going money line, but I am going Tampa plus six and a half. Let's um, go! I guess the three of us are engineering this fucking train after you. Just Let's go.
3: Listen, also I, on I top of I can't the the wait shit. to next week.
2: All me, the shit it that to, all the what it comes out of is can, is, is going to goof.
3: Yeah, Goof's gonna throw. Yeah, a pick Goof's to gonna lose fuck around for four hundred. Goof,
2: pick, yeah. Goof,
3: Goof no. is gonna Jimmy G his way out of this game. He's gonna throw a pick that seals it. Anyway, this the wrong side.
0: This is the wrong three side. Three touchdowns, history. three picks.
3: Oh rough, I'm rough. Also, on top There's of all of this, the Bears, give me a break. True. On top of all this, Devin White has the most, the cleanest, most symmetrical-looking oh. jersey in all of football. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is perfect. The, the worst is with nothing... with the white jersey. Yes, white, white jersey, 45. You you can't. It's out of a fucking comic book.
2: <laughs> All right. That's exactly. our fucking,
0: right now, that's our reigning I game of the week.
2: On, don't sleep on Rashad White. You, you said they, yeah, Detroit for sure got the run game. Rashad White,
0: I just want to see. I'd rather have as... Monty and Gibbs than just Rashad White.
3: Yeah. yeah that's I fair. mean, it's pairing
2: With an edge. Yeah. yeah. That's but fair.
0: Now,
3: not by a mile. I just won the Super Bowl with Tampa and Madden, and uh, Rashad White had, like, 1,900 rushing yards, so we're feeling pretty good. (laughs) Baker also won the MVP, so.
0: (laughs) I'm going to be fucking sick. Um, Yeah, let's go with the last game of the week. Kansas City, great game coming this way. They travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Chiefs are plus two and a half, over under 45 Chiefs' money line plus 120. Um, The first road playoff game for Pat Mahomes, big test here. Big test. Buffalo's fucking – I can't hide it anymore. Buffalo's fucking – they're dark horse team. You don't want to play (laughs) Buffalo. Uh, uh, The Chiefs are going to fucking kill them. The Chiefs are going (laughs) to fucking kill this team. I don't know how. I do not know who's going to catch this ball. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I don't know how Taylor Swift is going to react to Buffalo fans jumping through flaming tables. I don't. This this game is going to be a fucking acid trip. I have no clue how the fuck Kansas City is going to win this game, but they're going to do it. I'm taking the Kansas City money line here. I'm not even fucking around with a spread. I'm taking them on the fucking money line here. We're talking about franchises to let people the fuck down. Oh, Buffalo finally gets the Chiefs at home. This is the time they beat them. And Pat Mahomes drops 400 with Richie James fucking... Uh, Rushie
3: Rice ball. has been good. Rushie Rice, Rice don't has been about good. That yeah,
0: okay. Well, you guys are ruining Pacheco,
3: my bit. Okay. Pacheco runs like he bite people.
0: <laughs> Alright, so can I, can I do my bit? Okay. Yes. Sorry. So, so okay. Rashid Rice. Yes. He's a dog. Right, I'll throw him in there. But unfortunately, now I got to lump him up with this bullshit. Yeah. Rashid <laughs> Rice, Justin Watson, Richie James, Marquez Valdez Scantling, the fucking gardener from fucking Home Depot, the mailman who came to my fucking box today. He's going to get done. I don't know. He's going to MacGyver this fucking team to a fucking win. Pat Mahomes is going to break the hearts of the Buffalo Bills fans in Buffalo. He might even jump through a flaming table during the fucking game. He'll do a no <laughs> pass through a table and just completely shit on the Bills. If there's a team, what team lets motherfuckers down like the Bills? Own 4 in Super Bowls, and they went fucking four consecutive times. <laughs> bills die yeah. here. Bills die yes. here Kansas City Mylon. Yes. Hun,
1: uh, I'm going to piggyback here. Uh, definitely Chiefs um, here. uh and it's not even necessarily going to be Pat. We saw what won that fucking game in Kansas City. It was a goddamn defense. It is the thing that's kept this fucking team afloat with this piss-poor fucking receiver, fucking peewee, dunce-level fucking reject receiving core. And that includes Travis Kelsey, who needed, he needed 14 yards to get uh, he needed 13 yards to break Tony Gonzalez's record. He got 14. This dude needs to get <laughs> off the T juice because he is just zapped from all the sex. <laughs> because I have. N- he has never played this poorly in his entire career. And that includes when he first came in the goddamn league. Um, props to him for getting that record and making it to this stage in the playoffs again. And he's probably going to be the thing. That- he's probably going to have... Seventeen yards and three touchdowns.
2: Like let's be let's be fair to Travis Kelsey. He put up seven receptions, eighty yards. That's not a fucking scoff of a game for a tight end. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah it yeah. only took it only
0: took him like fucking ten weeks to get back to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no that's, shit. That's uh, fair.
2: So, I, so let's
1: let's just say I'm hoping that he's got that stamina up still, and he's he's ready to get some games, or uh, get some balls because he, Pat's gonna need him. But I think this defense not necessarily dominates but you're going to see a similar game to last week. 21-7, 21-14. This defense is this. I think, in my opinion, throughout the season was the second best defense in the AFC. It wasn't close between them and Baltimore. Baltimore by a lot, but they had the second best defense in the AFC, in my opinion, from what I saw this year. Um, and the only reason that this team is in the playoffs is a, because they play in that division and B because that defense literally won them like four or five games. So yeah, KC uh, whatever the fucking number is
3: next. That's all of that is just fine and fucking dandy boys. Um, Kansas City does have a good defense. I'm not going to take that away from them. They played great the last few weeks of the year, but they also don't play quarterbacks like Josh Allen every week. I think finally there's been enough detriment to Patrick's team to where Josh can kind of pull it off. So I'm going to take Buffalo Moneyline. I'm not going to take the spread. This may be a one-point game. I don't – it's going to be a good game. It should be. Um, but I also think that Josh is just a little too much right now. And I don't know that with everything that they have going on on offense that they can keep up.
2: Yep. This is another game I flip-flopped a million times on. Yeah, I,
3: I hated picking this one. but
2: Yeah, it's tough. But I picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I'm not going to fucking quit on them now. Buffalo minus two and a half. What CJ said, I don't think Kansas City's defense is great, but – Josh Allen's not getting held to seven points.
3: That's that was I was I should have brought might, that might, up. What the fuck are you picks, talking about? Seven points.
1: I said seven or fourteen. Twenty-one to fourteen. This is not going to be a high scoring game.
3: No, I, I, think, I think you should I think also it, take I think you should also take the under in this because it's like fifty, isn't it? Forty five. Never mind.
2: I don't think the Bills are scoring less than twenty one points in this game. So that's why I've I've got them minus I'll take a minus two and a half. I'm comfortable with that. Josh has been cooking lately. He's been shit on all fucking year. But to be fair, they played the Steelers. But they played the Steelers, yeah. But (laughs) at the end of the year, they won like what, four out of five or some shit? Yeah, they played well. They they won
3: five out of the last six. They did what the Cowboys
2: couldn't.
0: (laughs) That is true.
2: And at some point, it's got to end. Josh hasn't been able to beat Pat. It's going to happen at some point.
0: In theory. (laughs) <laughs> what a weekend we're shaping up here we'll do some mortal locks and we'll get the fuck out of here a mortal prop for the weekend here Brandon Ayuk anytime touchdown plus 115
1: okay I like, I like that. that um if all of you aren't taking this I don't even know what we're doing <laughs> I'm looking at Baker over one and a half touchdowns <laughs>
3: Yes. Please. Yeah. Slam. <laughs> Fucking push that prop up. Give me two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I think he's throwing three. Three or four. Easy. He's not getting four. I think, I think Rashad White oh, gets one. Oh, fuck you. He's going for 350 for and four touchdowns. <laughs> Suck my dick. This is absurd. Anyway, I should have went because I'm going right back to the Buffalo-Kansas City game. Uh, I'm going Josh Allen anytime rushing touchdown. That's a fucking easy one. Minus 125 probably. I didn't look at the odds, but that's it's normally minus what an any time for him, yeah. Perfect. Fucking love that. Uh, this man busted off a 50-yard fucking paper last week against the shitty Pittsburgh team. But, man, was it fun to watch. Just that mowing fucking people. The there's, there's nothing <laughs> bad. I know it doesn't. It doesn't, but he, <laughs> he runs the ball when they're on, like, the five-yard line. So, like, he scores right. a lot. Yeah, but uh, there is nothing better in football than when you watch a big quarterback hit the piss out of a safety or a corner. It's the best thing in football.
1: Uh, What about when Lejarius Sneed uh, fucking chucked uh, Tyreek into the into the ice? (laughs) Did you you see that? He goes, yeah, chucked the shit out of me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he 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 checked me to Cancun. Yeah, (laughs) it was incredible. Uh, Jake, what, a sport. Sport.
3: It, what a sport. Gets getting... embarrassed in the playoffs and he's like, fuck, he killed Dude, me. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Uh, five minutes before we came on this, he was live streaming fucking Fortnite. This, that dude does not give a <laughs> fuck.
0: No, nah, he's yeah. cool.
3: He got paid. <laughs> fuck,
2: fuck the playoffs. I don't care. <laughs> Did you see his tweet after the game? The picture of him? He was like, I know we lost, but how's an MF going to let me go out there with these fucking assy-ass limbs? <laughs> 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 he does not care. But I was going to give you two picks just because one of them was safe, which was Ooh. the Josh Allen anytime touchdown. But my actual lock will be Rashi Rice uh, over 70 and a half receiving yards. Ooh. He's been cooking. I like that. Somebody's got like to do it. <clears throat> yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's yeah, right? no shit. It's not going to be MVS.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Wonder, I wonder what. he's what's about to be Travis? working at CVS.
3: <laughs> That's no shit. Yeah, fucking anagram for anagram, right? Um fumbling from receipts. What's Kelsey's yards at right now? does anybody have DraftKings pulled
0: up? Uh do 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 do, do. Let's see here. Uh, receiving props down to kansas city travis kelsey it's right now over under 61 and a half
3: i like that too i'd take that yeah he had what 80 last week yeah something
0: like that yeah i think
3: he's i don't think he's all the way back but i think he's a little bit back I especially what, with if they
1: win this week on the road he's he's gonna have all that swag he had last year back oh yeah the, for that championship game
3: yeah with with jason retiring uh, i think that's a little bit of an extra motivator for him.
2: Yeah. I, I
3: think he plays, I think he plays a little bit better than he did last week and prior weeks. Sure.
0: Yeah. I like it. All right. Good show. Fellas, no shooting the shit because we have ran long. Um, We'll be back next week with another episode of the boys. CJ hit us with the outro and we are done here.
3: I've got fuck all to say. So, Give us the likes, give us the follows, all that bullshit. We love you guys. Have a good uh, rest of your week, I suppose. Boys got anything? Uh, Go football. Go football. Uh, Yeah, stay fresh. Cheese balls. Cheers, boys.